We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed, it is. And a good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. We are underway now at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this free for all Friday, the sixth morning of the eighth month of the year of our Lord 2021. We've got a great show lined up for you. I got a couple of great guests, and then I do have free for all time for you to get in on whatever matters most to you right now. There's a ton of stuff to talk about. Uh, that's what I love about Fridays. Uh, nothing is censored. If you want to talk about uh, COVID, or if you want to talk about masking, or if you want to talk about infrastructure, or if you want to talk about uh, illegal immigration, if you want to talk about sports, you want to talk about the Olympics, I don't care. That's the beauty of Free For All Friday. You decide what you want to say. I will answer your questions if you have them. I will respond to your comments if you have those. But by all means, take advantage of this opportunity. 216-901-0945 will be the number. 888-281-1110. Plenty of opportunity for you today. Coming up in about 40 minutes at 948, our friend Rob Walgate will be joining us from the Ohio Roundtable, the AP Roundtable, and the Public Square Broadcast Network. Rob uh, is going to tell us about a very important event that is coming up and uh in i think it'll be right up your alley it'll be of great interest to you so i'll let him uh kind of explain that at 9 48 then at 10 35 uh we'll talk with christina hagan so we've got tons of time before our first guest in between our two guests and uh well not so much after uh with christina hagan but yeah rob walgate at 9 48 christina hagan with her commentary at 10 35 reacting to some of the biggest news in uh terms of the attempt to take away your freedoms going on in this country right now and i'm very much looking forward to that conversation so uh between the two of them and you we should be packed up today and before we start with the news of the day let's pause here and let's have our pledge of allegiance if you are a patriot stand face your flag if you have one if you don't put your hand over your heart leftists take a knee like the entire u.s women's national soccer team did in their final game of the olympics yesterday save for one 
Carly Lloyd, a 39-year-old and one of the longest-standing members of the team, literally was a standing member of the team yesterday, as every single member of the U.S. women's national team embarrassed and denigrated this country by kneeling before the start of their bronze, bronze medal match. Carly Lloyd, just one woman, stood tall, along with every player on the Australian team that stood there in solidarity, locked arm in arm. The rest of the American team scattered all over the field uh, on their knees, except for Carly Lloyd. Now, I don't know what her story is. I don't know what got into her. I don't know if she's been a kneeler from the beginning or if she, and she changed her mind here. But what I do know is that she was one courageous player to stand out amongst all of the anti-American filth on the rest of that American national soccer team. I don't even like calling them the, na- the national soccer team. I don't like calling them American. They should be playing in private leagues where they do not represent a country that they so deeply and and boisterously despise. So at any rate, join Carly Lloyd and the rest of us in saying our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And by the way, uh, one more quick Olympic note, because again, I have not watched it and refuse to do so, but I will say congratulations uh, when it's in, when it is due. And uh, certainly we talked about uh, uh, the American wrestler who was just so overwhelmingly joyous and passionate about her pride in America when she won the gold medal, the, uh, the young uh, lady from, uh, from uh, uh, Houston, Texas, Katie, Texas, to be precise. And how about another Katie? Katie Najat won the gold medal in the women's pole vault at the Olympics yesterday. And she is a North Olmstead native. I'm sorry, Olmstead Falls, beg your pardon, a uh, graduate of Ashland University. So uh, she won the gold medal, and she also was very, very effusive in her pride in her country and uh, praising uh, the great land that gave her this opportunity. So congratulations to Katie. That'll be the, be the end of the Olympic coverage, probably, because don't they end this weekend? I think they end this weekend. And barring some other stupid, ridiculous protest of some sort or another to embarrass this country over the weekend, I won't talk about it on Monday. What I do want to talk about is this. Don't you wish more media figures had the guts to do this? I'm about to read a mea culpa to you. I'm about to read a an apology uh, to you from a an editor-in-chief of a major uh, newspaper apologizing for the fear-driven coverage, the COVID coverage, that has put children in particular in harm's way. This is a, this is a moment. This is a, this is a moment, a very important moment. In a speech delivered on camera, Julian Reichelt said, uh, I'm sorry for his paper's coverage of COVID-19, which was, quote, like poison, and, quote, made you feel like you were a mortal danger to society, end quote. Reichelt delivered his main sentiment towards children who have been terrorized by fear-mongering media coverage, which has caused child depression and suicides to soar across the world. To the millions of children in this country for whom our society is responsible, I want to express here what neither our government 
nor our president dares to tell you. We ask you to forgive us. Forgive us for this policy, which for a year and a half has made you victims of violence, neglect, isolation, and loneliness. We persuaded our children that they were going to murder their grandma if they dared to be what they are, children, or if they met their friends. None of this has been scientifically proven. When a state steals the right of a child, it must prove that by doing so it protects him against uh, concrete and imminent danger. This proof has never been provided. It's been replaced by propaganda, presenting the child as the vector of the pandemic. The editor noted how moderate voices who attempted to offer calmer perspectives on the pandemic were, quote, never invited to the expert table, end quote, and has urged viewers to, quote, don't believe this lie, end quote, when encountering alarmist proclamations from the government. The journalist called on authorities to open schools and sports events, warning that those who imposed brutal lockdown measures will have on their conscience and will leave in the history books a multitude of innocent souls. Americans were protesting against plans to ban unvaccinated people from a plethora of different venues, including restaurants, cinemas, and stadiums. That's a... That's a like I said, that's an extraordinarily important thing. It's a moment in time here in which a member of the mainstream media actually acknowledges the propaganda campaign that they have engaged in in order to demonize people, and in particular children, uh, telling them that they have to wear masks at schools, they have to stay away from their friends, they can't see the faces of their teachers and their daycare, uh, daycare workers that they're going to kill their grandparents if they actually go visit them? This is an amazing thing. Now, don't you wish that it was an American newspaper editor? The story I just told you was from the editor-in-chief of Germany's top newspaper. Julian Reichelt said he was sorry for the Bild's coverage. It is a newspaper with a circulation of about 1.2 million. Um, and the editor-in-chief of the Bild in Germany literally wrote that op-ed and actually delivered it on camera uh, two days ago. Well, now I'm sorry, today is what, the 6th? Three days ago, on August 3rd. Can you imagine that? An attack of conscience from a member in the me- a member of the media. The mainstream media, but not the American mainstream media. They would never have the guts. They would never have the intestinal fortitude. They would never have the decency to do the same thing that this particular newspaper editor did. It takes a European, it takes a European media member to say sorry for what we have been doing in trying to advance this propaganda campaign when the science says children are not responsible for this. And the science says children don't get infected. The science says children don't pass on the infections, particularly to other children or to their caregivers. Yet they have been told they have to literally stop living their young lives out of fear that has been propagated unfairly and inaccurately by the media. A media member has come clean and said, I'm sorry, it's just not a member of the American media, because that would be asking too much. 
This German newspaper editor should be commended. This German newspaper editor was speaking also of, and Lord only knows where this will go, also of the protests that Germans have been engaging in against plans to impose domestic vaccine passports. Those protesters have been brutalized by German police during demonstrations that took place in Berlin. The ugly ugly scenes prompted the U.N. Special uh, Rapporteur on Torture, Nils Melzer, to put in a request for eyewitnesses ahead of a potential investigation. Now, that's not happening here. Thank goodness. But the main reason is, is nobody's outside protesting the COVID lockdowns that are on the way, the new mask policies, the, the vaccine mandates, the passports being demanded by New York City now being considered by Los Angeles County, the two biggest cities in America about to go full on passport, meaning you have to show your medical records to people that are not doctors, but are instead Hostess, hosts and hostesses at wait stands in restaurants, gym owners, ushers at, at arenas, ushers at movie theaters, any indoor places you want to go, you have to show your medical uh, information to them. And if you don't have the right medical information to show them, i.e. a passport showing your vaccination, you're denied entry. This is an extraordinary moment in time. They're doing this in the two. They're about to do it in the two. They already announced it in the one one top city. The other one says they're studying it and are about to. But the two biggest cities in America are about to enslave, in a manner of speaking, work with me. There are multiple definitions of that. But in a manner of speaking, are about to enslave the people and put them at the boot heel of the government. And if the government can demand to see your medical information in order for you to live and be a part of life, to engage in commerce, to buy or to sell in the public marketplace, if they can force you to show that paper, what can they force you to show or do next? This is what we have been talking about. How have they achieved all of this? Through fear. The fear campaign. The same fear campaign that this German media newspaper editor apologized for engaging in. I wonder when an American member of the media is going to have the same guts. It's 920. We have a uh, free-for-all Friday policy underway, so whenever you're ready, 216-901-0945, 888-281-1110. We'll be back. Download the free WHK mobile app and listen to your favorite WHK programs or podcasts on the go. It's free in your app store. Okay, 924, we continue on AM 1420, The Answer. Just thought I'd throw that little curveball at you, a media member actually having an attack of conscience and apologizing to children for making them so afraid and terrified of living their lives in Germany. Uh, I wish that was the case in the United States. I really, really do. But uh, alas, there is nobody with the courage uh, in American media. However, let us move on and let us talk about Corey. Let's talk about Corey, protection for me, but not for the Bush. One of the loudest, most dim-witted, 
and annoying members of the squad, and that is saying something, said this. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life, and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up, and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety net. Yeah, <laughs> I would love, I would pay money to get this woman to sit down and take an IQ test and have the the uh, the results published publicly. Oh, my goodness, I would love to see that. This dim bulb just went in front of a live television audience on CBS and declared, you don't get security from people who protect uh, who are threatening your life people in her city by the way she represents st louis and ferguson and the people there the overwhelming majority of which are african-american like her don't deserve police protection from people who threaten their lives and actually carry out those threats because it is a shooting gallery out there. They don't deserve police protection. Police should be defunded. But she, she's just too important. She's had her life threatened, and so she can spend $200,000 on private security after calling for the defunding of the police, which provide that security for everybody else. And by the way, Take note of the fact that she doesn't have $200,000. When you are an elected official and you run for re-election and you continue to raise money, those campaign funds can be used for things like security details. So these are her idiot donors who are giving her money that she is then taking and laughing about and spending on private security because she said she's a target and she's just too important. She's too important to be threatened. Her constituents? (laughs) Nobody cares about them. Constituents can be threatened, shot at, attacked, mugged, beaten. We don't need police. Suck it up. Do you know she literally said those words? Did you hear it? You want to hear it again? Suck it up. Defund the police. You don't need security like I do. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life. And I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to to allow that. So if I end up spending... Too many people need help from me to allow me to get killed, to have threats on my life. Too many people need me to help them, she says. And then in the next breath, she tells them they can't have police protection. How are you helping anybody by helping them to get attacked by violent criminals in your ultra-violent district? You mental incompetent. Spend two hundred thousand. If I spend ten, ten, ten more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police. You heard it right there, right? Did you hear it? Did you hear it? 
suck it up and defund the police. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety. To take that money from police and put it into social safety nets. What does that mean? That means giving it away in entitlements to members of the very district that are being robbed and beaten and attacked and killed. Don't you think security might come before entitlements and more federal spending? Don't you think that these people would rather not be shot at every other day? Don't you think these people would rather not be mugged and beaten and accosted in broad daylight or cover of darkness? Again, I would pay for the IQ test. I'd pay. I just want to make sure it's monitored. I want to make sure that it is legitimate, and I want to make sure the results are posted publicly. I would pay to listen to this one and Cortez and some of the other nut jobs in the squad. I would pay for these people to actually have to show that they have an inkling of what the hell they're talking about. All right, it's 929. If you're on hold, stay there. Or excuse me, 930, about to be. If you're on hold, stay there. I'll come to your phone calls right after the news on AM 1420, The Answer. story. There's the mainstream media side, and then there's the truth. You are experiencing the truth. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed. It's a free-for-all Friday at 935. Thanks for being with us. We're going to talk to my friend Rob Walgate from the Ohio Roundtable, the American Policy Roundtable, coming up at uh, about 948 this morning. He's got an event coming up that he wants to promote. It's always good just to catch up with Rob, who is a regular fill-in for this radio program, and uh, it's always good to talk to him. Uh, maybe I'll ask him about Cory Bush, too. Let me just ask you about this, seriously. Would you vote? Because I, you know, a friend just texted me and said, ah, the heck with her idiot IQ. What about the IQ of her voters? Would you vote for a member of Congress who said to you, I don't want you to have police protection. I want there to be a massive crime wave in your city, community, district, whatever. Uh, but I'm going to make sure that I don't have to rely on police for my security because I'm going to hire private security detail that I don't have to pay for. It's paid for out of my campaign fund. Would you? I don't care if it's Jim Jordan. I don't care if it's Jim Jordan or if it's Annie, Marcy Captor, uh, Dave Joyce. I, I don't care who it is. Republican or Democrat, would you vote for anybody who said you're on your own when it comes to protecting yourself, your property, your vehicle, your family, because we want to defund the police, but I am going to continue to enjoy police protection in the way of private security. Same thing as police, except private. They have badges and identifications and guns, and they protect me as if they were police. But I want you to not have police. Would you hire or would you vote for anybody who made such a... An incredible statement. If I end up spending two hundred thousand, if I spend ten, ten, ten more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up. And defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety. Ne- suck it up. Suck it up. Somebody breaks into your home, puts points a gun at you or your family. 
and a family member in the other room has the ability to pick up their cell phone and dial 911. And when they dial 911, and instead of hearing police, fire, or ambulance, what's your emergency, they hear fire or ambulance, which is your emergency. There are no cops who are coming to help you. She's okay with that. Texas uh, Congressman Dan Crenshaw responded to Cori Bush this way. I, I'm happy that she has private security, but I just wonder if, if the, the citizens way, of St. Louis so could afford $70,000 a year. Exactly. I but I wonder if, if the citizens that she represents could actually afford $70,000 a year in private security. And, and God knows they need it. St. Louis is one of the most dangerous cities in America. You have a 1 in 51 chance of being a victim of a crime in St. Louis. There's been 109 murders there this year. And a hundred of those victims have been black people. Okay, and they're not being killed by cops. They're being killed by criminals and murderers. And you know who chases criminals and murderers? Well, it's cops. And that's exactly who she wants to defund. This goes directly against what her community actually wants and needs. 81% of the black community favors... Leasing. And, and here's the big takeaway here. We, we have to do away with this notion that, that the Democrats are not this radical party. They are a radical party. This isn't some fringe activist that, that you just played on TV. That was a Democrat member of Congress and a very popular one at that. Right? Member of the squad. They have the highest social media following. They have real influence into the Democrat Party. Defunding the police is not just some radical talking point. It's happened across the country. And in American cities, murders have gone up 33% this year. It's because of defunding the police. It's because of this sort of social justice bail reform where they're letting criminal, criminals out on bail instead of putting them in jail. And our communities are being killed and hurt. And she doesn't seem to care. Not only that, Dan Crenshaw, but uh, what you said at the beginning is exactly right. 109 murders so far in St. Louis this year alone. A hundred of them are black victims. And he didn't say what is obvious, because statistically it is the same in virtually all American cities. The perpetrator of those 109 shootings or murders, 100 black victims, are in the 90 to 95% black. And this is why Cori Bush doesn't want police in St. Louis. This is why she wants to defund police. Because she's willing to sacrifice the black victims of murders if it means letting the black killers go free. Not something they won't say out loud, but they don't have to. When they say they want to defund police, it's because they don't want police arresting black criminals, even if it means protecting black victims. And Cori Bush, a proud black woman, has has cast her lot. She has she has made her decision. She has chosen her side. The side is with the black criminals. Defund the cops so that these black criminals don't go to jail, and to hell with those who don't have any police protection. To hell with the black victims of these crimes. Dave is in Parma Heights. Thank you for your patience, Dave. I know you've been there for a bit. Appreciate that. Go ahead. You're on the air. Not, not at all. I'm glad to be the first batter in the game here today, Bob. Thanks. Good morning. You did a great job um, filling in for Dennis Brigger the other day. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, uh, Jim Jordan is on with you like once a week. Yes. You know, my frustration right now is at a boiling point. Guys like Jordan and 
Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley, and all these A-plus um, guys that are on my side are not being proactive enough, in my opinion, using the courts to sue this uh, current administration. If you remember, President Trump's four years, every other day they were suing President Trump. They were going to courts in Washington State and Hawaii, and they were finding these judges no one ever heard of that were ordering President Trump to stop the travel ban, the pipeline, the border, and you name it. None of these Republicans are using the courts. It seems like these guys don't want to fight. The only one, actually, that's well, been well, let's, proactive. Well, let's, let's, hold on. Let's, let's, um, mm-hmm. let's clarify something here. You know, those okay. lawsuits that were filed against President Trump uh, weren't being filed by Democratic members of Congress. It was, it was being filed by Democrat allies in the, in, in the, in well, the private sector. I mis- yes, I agree yeah. with you on that. I misspoke. Yeah, and it's, so, so when you say that you know Jordan and these Congress, lawmakers aren't 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 filing enough lawsuits. That's not how it works. Legislators don't file file lawsuits against the executive uh, branch for 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 overreach or whatever. But there are yeah. now. Here's what I would say. Here's what I would say okay. to to your point. Um, I I would hope that more of our Republican leaders uh, in the in the legislature would work with these outside groups, work with PACs, or work. I mean, they're probably not PACs, and it makes it look too political. But but work with outside groups to file these lawsuits. Find attorneys representing people who have been legitimately and seriously harmed by the policies of uh, you know the Biden administration in this case, as they alleged right. uh, they did against Trump. Find them and work with them and have them file the lawsuits because that's uh, obviously where it has to come from. Yeah. You have to find real and victims. And I think that you, you corrected. And thanks for the correction. That's what I meant to say. I, I was saying pointing at the members of Congress and blaming them, but. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated every day. You know, again, yesterday I was pounding my head against the wall. It's like all they do is go on talk shows and talk. Well, this is what we should do. This is what right. we should do. Nothing gets done. You know, and anyway, you know, here's, wanna... here's, here's what Congress mm-hmm. can do, though. Um, and again, we know this because this is what they did to Donald Trump. Well, we can hold our we can hold our water, like you said, for until next year, and that's all we can do, basically. Well, huh? well, no, Stick no, no. I was I was going to be uh, I was going to be more aggressive with this, and in kind of in the in the vein that you are. Mark Levin actually said on Sunday night on Life, Liberty, and Levin, uh, he actually asked the question: um, Have Republicans forgotten completely about the impeachment rule? Um, because they are not even talking about the multitude of impeachable offenses that have already been committed by Joe Biden, and whether it's right. the ignoring of the uh, you know of American sovereignty and you know, and our border laws. Because guess what? It is still a crime. Just because Joe Biden says let him come, it's still a crime to enter this country illegally. It is still yeah. against our laws, it, and it is being violating allowed. laws that are on the book. Right, and then you and add to that. Back. Add to that what's going on with the unconstitutional moratorium on evictions, which Joe Biden admitted on live television, uh, is indeed illegal and unconstitutional. But he said, we're going to go for it anyway. And he said, hopefully it'll be tied up in the courts for the better part of a year so that we can distribute most of that money. I mean, Joe Biden just admitted I'm going to abrogate my oath of office that I took on January 20th by allowing an unconstitutional order to be given by the CDC, which has been deemed unconstitutional by no less than the Supreme Court. 
And then I'm going to hope that we continue this unconstitutional violation of law for at least a year before we have to shut it down so that we can take all of that money and unconstitutionally Mm -hmm. distribute it to, to, uh, you know, to people uh, who aren't paying their rent for crying out loud and, and to, to landlords or not to landlords rather who are suffering the consequences. So there are impeachable offenses all over the place here. And as Mark Levin asked, where the hell is the Republican Party? Why aren't they calling yeah. for impeachment the way the Democrats did against uh, Donald Trump when they had actually no good justification for doing so? Yeah. And the only person that actually did that was Marjorie Taylor Greene, remember? And they shut her up, and you haven't heard anything. You know, I mean, she's still out there fighting. But, hey, Bob, thank you for the time. And one quick point before you let me go. Along the uh, traveling message that was on one of my uh, stations, I think it was uh, Newsmax yesterday. Mm -hmm. So Wisconsin, uh, not related to us, but Wisconsin cleared uh, over 200,000 voters off of their voter rolls. And that's my last point. Good good job right. for Wisconsin, right? It's about Indeed, time, right? That's something, yeah. Well, every time we try, yeah, thanks is. for the call. Every time we try to clean up the voter rolls in our, here in Ohio, we get extraordinary pushback from Democrats who want those rolls to be filled with as many dead people and people who don't live here anymore, people who have moved away, et cetera, et cetera. They don't want the rolls cleaned up because, of course, it makes it a lot easier to commit voter fraud when they're not. All right, uh, before this time out, real quick, because it's only a 30-second clip. This is what I was talking about. Law enforcement is overwhelmed. Towns are overwhelmed. And let me tell you why he's doing it. Let's be blunt. He wants to turn Texas blue. He wants to turn Arizona blue. This street politician from Wilmington, Delaware, the dumbest man to ever serve in the Senate, the dumbest man to ever be vice president, is now the dumbest man to ever be president. He's got a massive ego. He's a narcissist. He wants to go down in history as the greatest president. President, he's going to bend down the history as the greatest disaster. He's doing more to weaken this country than the. All right, that clip didn't get to the line that he said. I apologize. I want to make room for Rob Walgate, but I'll get you the full clip in which Mark Levin on uh, Life, Liberty, and Levin uh, declared that the United States uh, legislature, the Republicans in the uh, in the uh, in the Congress and the legislature, uh, are completely ignoring their. Uh, uh, obligation to hold the President of the United States in the executive branch accountable when he breaks the law and violates the Constitution. But we'll have that later. Let's uh, make room for Rob Walgate. He's next. We continue now on AM 1420, The Answer. I want to bring in uh, Rob Walgate to the program. Rob Walgate is a good friend of this show. He is a fill-in host of this show. He is also uh, a host on the Public Square Broadcast Network, part of the Ohio Roundtable and the uh, uh, AP, American Policy Roundtable. Rob, good to have you back on our airwaves. How are you, my friend? Good to be here, Bob. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. I reached out, actually, to you last week, and you told me uh, that there was an event coming up that you wanted to shine a spotlight on because you thought I might be supportive of it. You are, of course, correct when you talk about Folds of Honor. So uh, uh, tell me what's going on. Well, Folds of Honor, we know nationally, they provide scholarships to spouses and children of Americans fallen and disabled service members. And there is an event that's happening right in our backyard at Barrington Golf Club in Aurora, Ohio, next Sunday and Monday. And on Sunday evening, there's a concert. That concert's by Jared Neiman, country music recording artist. It's going to be an 
amazing, wonderful, intimate show, and people can have the opportunity to attend that show. There are tickets still available. And I just want to let your listening audience know about that, let you know about it, because I know how much you support everything that's done to support our military and their families, and we know how much good Folds of Honor does and uh, the Northern Ohio chapter of Folds of Honor sponsoring this amazing event. So I just wanted to make sure your listening audience knew they could get tickets to the concert. Well, you know, first of all, the Folds of Honor mission is terrific. I mean, obviously, who do we feel sorry for more than the children? Uh, you know, the surviving family, obviously spouses too, but the children of fallen service members. It's just a, they have to grow up without their parent, their mother, or their father, whatever the case may be. And it's a, you know, it's a difficult thing for, for obvious reasons. And Folds of Honor to help support them, that is, they, they, you already sold me. That's, that's phenomenal. Uh, and then second of all, um, this event, um, you know, to raise funds, you know, is, is going to be a great time. In addition to do, doing this for a great cause, it's going to be a great time. Jared Neiman's a huge country star. What a great, what a great, what a great opportunity to, to go out there with the family and it's family friendly entertainment. When you're talking about Jared Neiman, you don't have to worry about anything else. Uh, what a great, what a great way to raise funds for a great organization and a great cause than to have a great time. It is. It's, uh, there's a dinner at six o'clock. Uh, Jared Neiman will start at 7 o'clock on Sunday evening, the 15th, and they can get information at fohevents.org backslash ohbarrington21. All the info's there. Um, and it's just going to be a fun event with Patriots, a nice, small, intimate show. You're going to have the opportunity to see. And, again, I mean, we talk about so many times the things that you and I do or the listeners do every day. We there's unfortunately a bit of a disconnect from service men and women that are all around this world fighting to preserve our freedom, fighting for our liberty. So you hit the nail on the head. You're exactly right. When you think about their spouses and their children and the ones who make the sacrifice, especially for those that are disabled or have been fallen, killed, and paid the ultimate sacrifice, um, this is a little bit that we can do to give back and to support them. We're going to hear a little bit more Jared Neiman before you're done, by the way, because uh, mm-hmm. that's that's phenomenal, and that's a great that's thing. That's never the, a bad thing. That's never No, bad. absolutely not. By the way, when uh, uh, is there a deadline on getting tickets, uh, Rob? Um, there's there's not a deadline. They, You know, the more they sell, the better, uh, okay. the sooner. Um, they're going to squeeze in everyone that wants to be there. They're going to get there. As I mentioned, there's a golf portion the next day at Barrington, the golf event. Uh, sold out um again it's it's for an amazing cause and those folks will be there that night for the concert as well but they wanted to open this up to everybody to give folks the opportunity to be at the event and to see jared neiman and to support this amazing cause terrific stuff rob Walgate. and while i've got you on the line let's take advantage of the opportunity to get your reaction to some of what has been going on if you were hosting my show today you'd be talking about it yourself so i'm sure you're prepped on it i'm going to just hit you out of the blue with a couple of things here what are your thoughts on what is being done in new york city uh they just announced that that they're on the verge of doing the same thing in los angeles or los angeles county in california the two biggest cities in the country I expect this to be dominoes. Uh, they're going to start falling in big cities all over the country, including Cleveland, mandating vaccine passports to engage in commerce, essentially. Indoor public locations, you cannot go unless you show your papers. Uh, quite literally, I think what they uh, detailed in New York City was uh, they said restaurants, they said gyms, they said any public indoor gathering. So I'm just, you know, sports arenas, concert halls, grocery stores, department stores, 
Uh, doesn't matter. You basically, if you aren't, if you don't have a shot, you are stu- stuck on the outside looking in, uh, and you cannot live your life in New York City. That's going to happen everywhere. At least that's my fear. What's your reaction? Well, a couple of thoughts. One is, twelve or fourteen months ago, if we'd have made this statement and said this was going to happen, you would have been labeled a conspiracy theorist. People said that's never going to happen. You take things to extremes. Well, here we are. Number one. Number two. How come folks, and I'll even use myself as an example, I've shared publicly, I had COVID last November. It kicked my butt for a number of days. I had some issues with it. I've recovered. It's changed my lifestyle. It's changed my diet a little bit to show me I needed to get a little healthier. But yet I'm still treated like a second-class citizen when it comes to COVID. I have no credit for having the antibodies. What I have in my system is better than the vaccine. That's been scientifically proven. All the studies say that. Cleveland Clinic put out a study. They haven't seen any reinfection with their employees that were infected with COVID-19. Why isn't that talked about? This is the first virus, I believe, on the vaccine schedule that they pushed to get on the schedule from the CDC, where prior infection, there isn't any credit given for it that you don't need the vaccine. That makes no sense to me. It forces me to scratch my head and ask the question regarding finances and money And what does this all boil down to? So the thought that we are going to force Americans to make medical decisions um, for stuff that has special exemption status from the CDC and the FDA, I'm I'm just, I'm boggled, Bob. Um, we have a lot well, of let me let me read let me read a little clip to you or for you here. Uh, this is just a short excerpt from the Ohio Department of Health homepage. Right. This is on their myth versus facts on the vaccines, how the vaccine will impact me section. Myth: Natural immunity is better than vaccine immunity. Fact: Evidence shows immunity provided by the COVID nineteen vaccines outlasts natural immunity. Of the two paths to immunity, vaccination versus infection, vaccination is much better, not just because it avoids unnecessary illness and deaths that can be expected from illness with COVID-19, but because vaccination with the remarkable vaccines, this is literally how it's worded, the remarkable vaccines uh, we have available in the United States appears to elicit a more consistently strong and lasting immune response, period, end quote. Rob, not a scintilla of scientific evidence, not a single sentence of proven by this study or that study, just the vaccine is remarkable. And because it's so remarkable, it's better than if you get COVID and have antibodies. No proof whatsoever, despite, as you just pointed out, with the Cleveland Clinic study and many others, evidence that natural immunity is far, far superior to uh, this uh, experimental drug cocktail immunity that they are calling it. The CDC is full of fake news. (laughs) I'll just put that out there because what you just read from them is is not accurate. That's not science, number one. Number two, by advocating for vaccine passports, the Excelsior Pass, so many things that have been talked about, the community that's going to be hurt the most are minority communities in this, this country. And that's unfortunate. And I can't believe that people such as Mayor de Blasio And others do not realize that because when you look at the statistics and the percentage of folks in each community that have received the vaccine, the minority communities are at a lower threshold. So they are trying to exclude them from participating in society. They're being bullies to them. 
That's and right. that's uncalled for, and it shouldn't happen. And when you hear the quote from the mayor of Boston, I think she would be in agreement with you on this, Bob. You're exactly right. Although she found a way somehow to compare it to birtherism, which <laughs> yeah. I don't still don't <laughs> yeah. understand. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, you know, exactly. and, and by the way, Rob, you you got your uh, infection in November. I had mine right before you in October, and uh, I am now swimming in antibodies. I've had the had the antibody test, which is why I will never take one of those yeah. vaccines. Well, and I should be considered to be just as uh, immune, if you will, as somebody, if not more so, yeah. than, a, than a vaccine recipient. So here's what I propose: I think you and I ought to get together and run out a hall and hold an antibodies party. Anybody who has survived COVID and actually recovered from it and is immune by antibodies, we're holding a mask-free party, a mask-free antibodies party for all of us who we know are immune now and protected against reinfection, uh, and uh, and we're going to celebrate it since the government doesn't want to acknowledge it. What do you think? You tell me when and where, and you know <laughs> I'll be there. And that's one of the reasons I always give blood, Bob. I've been donating blood like crazy over the last six or eight months because I know that they can use that blood for good for those trying to recover. There you go. That's great stuff. Rob Walgate, thank you, my friend. It's a it's a pleasure. It's always great to talk to you. Let's head out here with a little Jared Neiman. I love it. Thanks, Bob. Talk thank to you, me. Rob. We'll talk to you later, buddy.